Hello everyone and welcome to the Shagilola Salami show, my virtual cafe. And I'm only your favorite host, Shagilola Salami. Um, hope you all are doing very well. And who have I got here with me today? My name is Dr. Dawn Karima and I am thrilled and honored to be here. Hello, Dr. Dawn. Wait, see. In the UK, most times people just tend to go by their first name. So what do you want me to call you? Doctor, Dr. Dawn, Dr. Karima? <laughs> Dawn is perfectly fine. Perfect. You know, because I think when you call people by their first name, it just makes you, it just it, it causes, oh, it makes a bit of endearment to it. Where if you go, Dr. Karima, it's kind of like, yeah, you're over there. Like, yeah. But how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm so happy and honored to be with you today. I'm from the southeastern United States, and you know, we call everybody sugar, or darling, or honey, or dear, you know, those endearments. And so it's a very warm and wonderful thing to call people by their name, to receive them with love and favor. I'm happy to be here today. Oh, fabulous. So I can hear a bit, and again, this is just from Dallas when I watched it from a really long time ago. And this is my little, we did the speech, right? No noise. You keep quiet. You know, you wait for your turn for you to be able to say hello, but then that's just gone out the window. Talk about a toddler's attention span. But yeah, so is that a Texas accent or have I just completely gone wrong in my geography? Well, it's funny because um, I think everybody has an accent all over the country. I know we're mm. famous in the South for our accent, you know, Southern accent is a very famous and well-known accent, but wherever you travel, people have different diction, different words for things, different accents, different ways of saying and doing. And I think that's what makes it all fabulous and unique and wonderful to travel. Yeah, so we're in the South, like my American geography is really rubbish. <laughs> I'll help you. <laughs> We are literally in the southeastern United States in the Great Smoky Mountains. And so it's, I think, one of the prettiest places on earth, especially during the autumn when the leaves change and the colors are vibrant. It's like living fireworks as far as the eye can see. Okay, you look like one of those people that, you know, you promote something to sell, but you use such colorful words to describe it. <laughs> I might almost visualize it, but what is this place called? That's what I want to know. It's called the Great Smoky Mountains, the Kuala oh. Boundary Reservation, and it's a beautiful oh. place. The Blue Ridge Mountains, the Great Smoky Mountains, are known for gorgeous four seasons. Beautiful crystal winters. Um, doesn't snow all that much, but when it does, it's pretty. Wildflowers in the springtime. And then summer, oh my goodness, fireflies and waterfalls and rivers running. It's a beautiful place to be. Oh, that sounds really, really, I want to say delicious, but you yes. can't really taste it. <laughs> it is. It absolutely. Like a delicious place to visit. Oh, it's a gorgeous place. And it's one of the most popular tourist attractions in the whole United States. Hmm, interesting. But yes, you know, before we digress, you know, what would you like to eat? Uh, what would you like to drink? Because the little human is here today and she will take your order. You're going to say hello, everyone. <laughs> Fabulous. Hello, gorgeous. Well, I'm so glad she's here with us. And I always drink water because water is life. Water is sacred. And so if we drink something sacred, it centers us on the sacred and it opens us up to amazing possibilities. So I would love some cool, clear water right now. 
I'm not gonna do that. You can't go to a cafe and order water. You can drink water in your house, you can drink water anywhere. You're gonna have something other than water. I know water is sacred and it's good and it's everything, but when you're in a virtual cafe, order something other than water. <laughs> My virtual cafe is a very futuristic one, right? We have this. Can you imagine this cheeky child of mine? She says, I am making noise. <laughs> well, you know what? That's really all music is. You know, I just recently won my second Global Music Award, and I realized that what we're doing when we make music is making a joyful noise. We're using the gifts and talent that the Creator has given us, and we are making noise. I'm just so happy it's noise that other people want to hear. <laughs> You're going to say, Congrats, um, Dr. Dawn. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's so exciting. I just, I had won a Global Music Award for the Stars of Heaven, which was also nominated for the Indigenous Music Award. And then we recently won a second Global Music Award for the Desire of Nations, which had also won the Native American Music Award. So I am so excited about that. And I found out recently that I'm nominated for a Women of Essence Global Award in the Community Impact category for making great contributions to my community. So it's just been a wonderful season this year. Award season has been very good to us. I'm just blown away. It's like left, right, and center, forward, backwards, you know, north, east, but you just get it award after award, award after award. Like, you're going to leave some for the rest of us, you know? <laughs> You know what? There's plenty for everyone. One of the wonderful things about Creator is that he gives everyone gifts and talents and creativity. And when you use those gifts, when you use those talents, when you use your creativity in a good, productive way, the awards will find you. And there's no scarcity. There's abundance. So everyone can have blessings and good things and accolades just by using the gifts and talents that are already in you. Fabulous. Now, <laughs> apart from your music career, I think I read that you know you're also a published author. Wait, no, you're not just any published author. You're also an award-winning author. Yes, I am. And I'm very blessed to be. I'm very grateful to be. Uh, my novel, The Marriage of Saints, is part of the American Indian Studies series at the University of Oklahoma, and it was a finalist for the New Mexico Book Award. And uh, my first novel, The Way We Make Sense, was actually a finalist for the Native American First Book Award also. So I have been very blessed in those books. And then my other books have been so well received. And I have a brand new Kindle book out called What to Do If You Don't Know What to Do. And that is about making good and wise decisions and coping with changes and transitions in a powerful spiritual way. So I have been extremely blessed in my stories, my poetry, my books, and I'm so thankful to the Creator for giving me a way to tell stories. And I think stories are like a language. Stories unite us all. You know, one of the things that um, I noticed about the Southern United States and even about tribal people in general is that we share our stories stories to one another in order to connect it's not just hi how are you oh I'm fine <laughs> it's that people will tell you something about themselves and about their ancestors and about their hopes and dreams and that's really something it's wonderful to tell yeah, our stories. can I ask you something really cheeky <laughs> I suppose 
Okay, so, okay, so this child of mine is calling me a cheeky mommy monkey, right? Because I call her a cheeky monkey, but anywho. So I was looking at your picture and you look quite young, right? And, yes. you know, I think I read somewhere that it takes um, 10,000 hours, you know, to master, you know, any. No, no, no. Wait, just wait. And so I'm trying to figure out your journey. So you don't have to give me an exact figure, but how old are you? I am a young woman. But I believe that age has nothing to do with our journey or with our our gifts or our talent. I started publishing as a child. My first published piece was in grade school. I started winning literary awards as a child. I also started my career as a as a child. I started modeling and commercials and, and acting. That's basically where I was trying to go because I was like, how long have you been doing? Well, how long have you been? My whole life. I have been doing this my whole life. And that's why I say age doesn't matter, especially for you. You have a beautiful daughter who's very intelligent and has a lot of personality. I believe we should start where we are. Now, I want to say two things that are very important about age. First of all, it's just a number that someone assigned you. You are an eternal person. Your spirit is eternal. That means you can start using your gifts and talents as a young person like I did. And you can keep on using them. But if you haven't started using them and you're a little bit older, you have plenty of time to start now. People regularly live to 100 years old these days. I mean, I have lots of people in my own family that are in their 90s and still preaching or still working or still singing and still doing things. So age really has nothing to do with it. Ours has nothing to do with it. It's the fact that you put the passion into your gift and start where you are. So a small child could start with their school newspaper. An older person could start with um, their local newspaper or their own blog or their own videos on YouTube. So I think we hinder people when we start talking about categories like age and race and hours and how many degrees does it take and how many practice and all. No. You start where you are and make the most of that. And just like a seed that you plant, it will grow and you will harvest. That's, that's quite interesting, though. So which one did you do first? Did you start writing books first or did you start with your music? I started all of it at the same time, right around preschool. Um, really? Yes, in preschool, I would dictate my poetry and stories to my mother, and she would write them down. And she was the one to start sending them in to magazines and, and uh, things like that. And people publish them. But the first time I ever sang on a stage was right around preschool, too, with a microphone and a crowd. And people discovered that I had a gift that I could sing. Music at all, but I can write songs and I can sing. And That's they just amazing. had a beautiful voice as a child. And so that led me into commercials and modeling and acting as a child. And then that turned into a modeling career as a teenager. And then I did pageants in college. In fact, I paid for part of my master's degree by winning beauty pageants. And the pageants led to broadcasting. I host an internationally syndicated radio show called A Conversation with Don Karima. And then I also work in mainstream television and radio as well. So all of it started as a child. That's why I'm saying right now, parents, Pay attention. Watch the gifts and talents that your children have because as you nurture those, those are going to be the things that bless and sustain them. I don't think we change. 
I become able to sing once I hit the magic age of majority. I had the voice I had all my life, but I had a family that recognized it and then helped me to use it and make it into a career. So basically now I'm just enjoying the harvest on seeds that were sown all my life. You know what? That's truly, truly amazing. And I actually do agree with you because my little human is calling me Chicky Mommy Monkey. Um, you know, the other day, you know, I don't play football for my, you know, you know, for the, you know, for the life. Of me. I don't like, I don't like football. But the other day, you know, she's got this, you know, really love of football, and guess what? I enrolled her in football club, you know, because I'm like, I'm not gonna play football with you. I'm not gonna talk football with you. I'm not gonna do anything with you. Cause I don't give a toss about football, right? So we will send you where you're gonna meet like-minded people, and yes. you're gonna do all the football things you want to do. And there, there we are. So that's that one. And I'm thinking also at some point, because this child of mine who has never seen me break dance, right? We were listening to, so one day I was on Facebook, right? And there was, you know, one of all these, you know, short um, videos that come up like what, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever. And I was right. to see what it was about. So I just clicked play. And then, you know, Buster Rhymes was spitting some of his rap and everything. And this child of mine who has never listened to Buster Rhyme before, um, do you know what she did? She literally goes on the floor and starts doing a break dance, right? You know the one where your legs are iconic, but you're almost like, wow. like and I'm like, whoa, what is, where did you get that from? Because you definitely did not see it in this house. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. But see, you know, I believe that. I absolutely believe that we nurture our gifts and talents in children, but also in ourselves. You know, someone might be listening and thinking well that's really great that you got an early start you got to do a whole bunch of stuff you know um, but here's the thing we can start now of simply course. by soul searching and taking an inventory of your own gifts and talents what do you like to do what are you passionate about what do you love what is exciting to you what well, is fun for you that the opportunities that you've had you know where your mom you know had invested in you saw your mm -hmm. potential Yes. a lot of for you that's because you know it was your mom that did it for you right and unfortunately not everybody has that uh, opportunity not everybody's parents you know is able to maybe they might wish to do it but for one reason or the other they are not able to they don't have access to those things you know that you know that you've had so what advice would you give to them that okay fine yes you know perfect no you know all fingers are not equal you know we have different starting points you know our race of life you know we all have different you know access to different opportunities and stuff so someone who's at the you know end of the queue for instance or at the you know the starting point where everybody else has started you know what would you say to them you know how would you advise them you know to just you know motivate them to keep going because i know like you said you know you can start doing two things at the same time but then, you know, some people would say that you should master one thing um, rather than doing, you know, several things at the same time. So what would you say to people? Well, I think, first of all, everyone has now. Yeah. You know, we don't all have the same then and we don't all have the same future, but we all have right now. And what I see is the need for us to maximize this minute right now what can you do right now in this moment to take a step toward using your gifts and talents and making your dreams come true you know it doesn't really but matter once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it doesn't really matter what happened then 
mm. because we're all here now. You actionable points though, something that I can actually do. So I don't be like, you know what? I listened to this, you know, successful, you know, author, the successful music uh, musician, and she gave me five actionable points. What five actionable points can you give to someone that they can do right now? Sure, I would love to give you some. Well, first of all, the first actionable point is that we need to know something important. You can do lots of things at the same time because they all have a core gift involved. For example, it may seem like, wow, I have a singing career and I have a literary career and I have a broadcasting career, but they all have one gift and that's my voice. I'm using words. I'm telling a story in broadcasting. I'm telling a story in my songs and I'm telling a story when I write. So it seems like a lot of things are happening or a lot of different things are happening, but they're all very related. So one actionable point we can all take right now is to identify our gifts. Not what a teacher at school told you you could or couldn't do or not what you wish you could do, but what really are your gifts and talents? What are the things that when you do them, you feel uplifted and alive and vibrant? What are the things that when you do them, complement them and are blessed by them? So identify, you can stop whatever you're doing right now and identify your gifts. What are they? Your talents. Don't be afraid to brag on yourself a little bit. Maybe you bake a really good cake or you braid hair really well or you write a really good poem. I want you to take a moment and just inventory those gifts and talents. What are they? What is it? Now, the second step is this. Find some people who are doing what you like to do. Perhaps you figure that your gift is a very beautiful uh, way of working with words. You're just good at putting words together. At your job, they ask you to write all the, the newsletters and the memos, and you're just good with words. Well, start reading. Find people that do what you do. Look at their lives see see helpful hints and and steps that they took what are, what are they doing what did they do that they wish they hadn't done read their work find people and 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 follow their lives don't stalk them or anything but but follow their lives and and see how you can do it thing is find a place where you can use your gift so if you want to be a writer, where can you write? I mean, perhaps you're not going to be picked up right away by some of the most famous publications, but I am sure if you go on Poets and Writers or if you search for opportunities, there will be someone interested in publishing your work or at least reading it and can give feedback. Where are the opportunities for you? That's an actionable step that we can all take. We can all do it. It's easy to do. We can all say, you know, I want to do these things. Where can I start? And I think starting is the most important thing because many people never start. I meet people all the time. I do lots of consulting. I speak all over the world. I do lots of motivational speaking workshops. If you want to hire me for that, anyone, I'd love to come and talk to you about these things. But here is what happens. People tell me, oh, I want to be a writer. And I said, well, are you writing? And they look at me blankly. And that brings me to my fourth actionable step. If you want to write, you've got to write. Even if it's keeping a journal and then picking the best parts out of that journal, editing them and sending them to some of these opportunities you find. If you want to sing, 
join your church choir, join a community choir, take some vocal lessons, sing at the local nursing home or the, the daycare center, looking for enrichment for the folks that are there. But you've got to start. You've got to take an action no matter how small, even if it's just that you're going to go on uh, YouTube and put up some videos of what you know your talent is or what you want to do. Actionable is build friendships and communities around your gift and talent. You did such a great thing by enrolling your little sweetheart into a football uh, program because she now has like-minded people and coaches who can help refine the talent and folks who can inspire her to keep going and role models to look up to. You can start with people in your local community. You can find Facebook groups or find communities on Twitter. You know, that people who are doing what you do and love to do and feel called to do. Because I do believe two are better than one. I believe we, we need community. We need partners. We need friends that love us in our industry and in our gift. We all have friends that we love and we hang out with and we are so happy to be with them. But we also need some friends who are connected by the same passions that we are. Because that will keep you going during the hard times. You know, I have this wonderful career now but I remember the days when the audience was 11 people <laughs> you know, or or it was you know we drove all night to get to a gig and we sang and we'd have to drive all the way back for grad school I know those days were made easier and better by the friendships and the community I had people cheering me on and I cheered them on and we were all trying to make our dreams come true Five things, and there are even more. I have a Kindle book called What to Do If You Don't Know What to Do, and you can go on Amazon Kindle and get that under Dr. Don Karima, and it has even more exercises and steps to actually activating and actualizing <laughs> the dream that's within you. That's that's amazing because you know that's really good advice you know because you know when you said it very well you know the first one is you know you need to take action right now do something right now whatever it is you know because when somebody does something so if you decide you wanted to be an author or a writer the fact that you put pen to paper makes you ahead of the people who are just thinking about it and I right. anything right but, I mean you're only a writer with a capital W when you're writing. Exactly. Right? I mean, you know, thinking about writing, talking about writing, wishing that you were a writer, reading writing and being jealous of other people who are writers, uh, hoping that you'll be a writer someday. None of that makes you a writer until you write. And then the next step, so that we don't get trapped in endless journaling and endless self-examination and navel-gazing, is to publish. And this is a great time to be alive. Oh my goodness, if you want to be a published writer, this is your moment. So talk about, this is definitely the best century to be alive. Like right. the other centuries would say this, but this one, this is amazing. You can do anything. You can. You're only limited by your imagination. Literally, absolutely. You have it's by your imagination. That's what I have. Yes. Oh, I agree. I mean, this is such a wonderful time. Anything. I mean, if there was a time when if you wanted to be a musician, you had to go to Motown or something and audition. Or, you know, you had to, and then they would make a record, and then you had to travel around and do concerts. Now we have music videos, we have digital uh, studios, we have all these wonderful things. We can collaborate with artists 
all over the world because it's digital. As a writer, if you want to be a published writer, there was a time when you had to have a quill pen and some parchment. <laughs> there was a time when most people didn't even know how to read or how to write. And many, many people died with their stories still in them because they didn't have a way to express them. But now, if you want to become a writer, and a published writer is the goal, right? We don't want to just keep journals of our thoughts. We want to bring it in to the public discourse and share what's on our hearts. This is easy to do. Thank you, yeah. Amazon Kindle, and Smashwords, and Draft to Digital, <laughs> and Ingrid Spark, and Lulu, and all of them. You know, they just make it, you know, amazing. And then even better, if you want to actually have your own TV series, all you need is a smartphone because you know the cameras of these things are really good. And you high know, definition is really. Simple. I mean, they're fantastic. It's a fantastic time. I mean, I have been in broadcasting and I love my broadcasting career, but now is the best time for broadcasting because you don't have to just wait till 12 or 6 p.m. to find out what's happening in the world. I mean, people can make videos and, and have Facebook Live and we can stream and podcast. I mean, I have a show, A Conversation with Don Karima. You will love it. It's on talktainmentradio.com. It's syndicated to terrestrial radio stations, but it's also um, available for free podcasts. Downloadable, take them with you anytime. When in history has that ever been possible? These are amazing times. So if you're a creative person, if you have a dream, you are right here, right now, in the very best time to make it come true. And I think about people who say to me a lot, you know, people that feel like, oh, they missed it somehow. You know, oh, I wish I could have been a writer. Or, I always wanted to be a writer, but I got this job instead. And where I wanted to be a singer and I, I, you know, did this and got married or did that and went here and did that. Because of the digital age and all the equipment and all the smartphones and tablets and laptops and apps and everything. Right now, even if you think you missed it, no, you're right on time. You can start right now. My great aunt Lucille, bless her heart, she started writing poetry and publishing it, and she lived to be over a hundred years old. She just passed away not too long ago, but she wrote books in her 90s because of the wonderful age that we have now. So it's not too late for you, whoever you are and whatever your dream is, there is some way to make a good and productive dream come true. Very true, very true, very true. So can I do cheeky number two? Can I do my, get my second round of being cheeky? This is not really that cheeky, I don't think. Right? Can you sing something for us? You know, because you know we've got this award, you know, winning musician, you know, in in the studio. So you've been like, it's nice to see what other people are enjoying. Give us first hand knowledge or you know first hand insights. So can you sing something for us? Well, the very best way to hear me sing is to uh, go on Amazon or iTunes, CDBaby.com, Dawn Karima. I have two CDs out, both Global Music Award winners. One is a Native American Music Award winner. Sure, she get you know, she gets a you know a little look inside, you know, five seconds, ten seconds. Come on, girl. Uh -huh. Right. Well, you're of course. I mean, you know, it's interesting about singing too because singing is something that I feel is a language and a storytelling availability all its own. So. Um, when we sing, we actually are telling a story. We're telling the story of someone 
who um, came before us or a story of something that's inside us. And so when I think about the songs that I perform and the songs on my CD, those are so wonderful because I wrote them and they came out of me. But the songs that really feed me and nourish me are the songs I grew up on. And so here's one that I always love. Singing Cherokee hymns and Creek hymns in uh, my little Baptist church on the Kuala Boundary Reservation. And I think about the people who poured into my life, who knew I could sing and nurtured that gift and discovered it. Sing to myself when I sing for myself. I sing. Little human. Yeah, <laughs> well done. That was lovely. Oh, well, those are the songs I grew up on. So when I think about the songs I sing to myself and that nourish my spirit, those Creek hymns, those Cherokee hymns, those tribal hymns, that's what I grew up on on the Kuala Boundary and all the wonderful people who sang them before, my my relatives and elders and people I love that sang all those songs. When I sing those songs, I'm truly connected to them. But if you want something you can dance to, <laughs> My music is on iTunes and Amazon and cdbaby.com and writtenheritage.com. So, you you know, you'll enjoy my CDs as well. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. But it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, connecting with someone. So let me see if I can summarize now. You started your career basically when you were in the womb, right? You yeah, just pretty much. <laughs> yes. You were singing and writing and you were performing and you were doing all these things amazing. Yes, yes. And you know that it's very important for everyone who loves children. Never discount your children's gifts and talents, you know. Um, some of the greatest sculptors I know started off with Play-Doh and clay and now are in museum galleries. You know, some of the people I know that have the most gifts and talents in, in uh, po politics or in ministry, they started by caring about other people when they were small children. And so I'm very blessed. Um, my granddaddy told it like this. He said, well, he said, you're our good arrow and we aimed you like one. That is the biggest blessing of my life is that my mother and my father and my grandparents and my great grandparents, all of whom were involved in my life, my aunts and uncles and everyone, I'm the family business now. And so all of these people have helped me to get where I am. And now everybody, we all work together, you know, doing what I do. But I thank God for that every day. It's a beautiful start to have loving parents, but have a good start. You can have a tremendous finish. You can have yeah. a great finish. So don't, you know, sometimes we get stuck on the miracle journey stories and things like that. And I've had a wonderful journey. But if you're right here right now, so can you. Because it can start right now. And you can make those dreams and goals and visions for your life come true. No, that's amazing. And truthfully, you know, you someone can actually sculpt their future. They can say, you know what, I am not my past, you know, whatever has happened in the past, I will right. leave it there in history, I will just leave it there, I will not look back, 
and I will start molding my future from right now. So whatever you want to do, but wherever you see, you know, yourself, you know, because I always say that, you know, you need to know where you want to be to know how you can, you're going to get there. Because if you don't know where you're headed, then you don't know how you're going to get there. So if you know where you want to be, you know, and not just focus on what's happened in the past, and you say, you know what, I know where I would like to be in the future, then you can now start, you know, sculpting a plan to get you from here to there. Right. And I think one of the biggest and most important lessons that I learned in my life, you know, um, was to be flexible. Because the world is changing very fast. Technology is changing. Uh, life is changing at a higher speed than at any time in history. And so we have to be flexible. You know, when I was at Harvard, I thought that I was going to join the diplomatic corps and work in international relations. But then when I was uh, given an internship at CNN, I realized, wow, I love broadcasting. I love the news. And it meshes with the modeling I'm already doing, and it meshes with the writing I already do. And so I think we have to be really flexible, too. You know, we can't just say, if, what if I had said, I want to be a newspaper journalist all my life? In the United States, newspapers are, are folding at extremely high rates. I'd be in trouble. But if I say I want to tell stories in a powerful way and empower people, there are a lot of ways to get that done. So I want us to remember to be flexible even as we make our plans and we decide who we want to be. Um, also, we need to learn to be available. You know, many things in my life I said yes to. And at the time, it didn't seem like they made any sense or they didn't pay very well or it didn't seem like it was on the path I thought I was on. But those were the moments that catapulted me into my destiny just by being available. You know, I had an experience that was really powerful. <clears throat> I was invited to speak for a youth program. And I went to that youth program. Of course, they didn't pay me. I just did it out of the love for the young people. I the evening speech. I went on about my way. But in the audience, at that seemingly unimportant event, career path, would that be a pivotal event? No, probably not. Except in the audience. Sitting there as one of the youth leaders was a woman whose brother worked at a major broadcasting network. And she sent him a video of my speaking and said, this is a beautiful young woman, very poised, very well-spoken. You need to find something to do. And he put me on the radio. So that, that is amazing. I mean, right. So be available. That's just wow. <laughs> That's just God. <laughs> That's just the creator. But see, if I hadn't been available, and I have so many stories like that, a meeting where there were only 11 people there, but one of those people was the owner of a TV network. Wow. Yeah, one of those 11 people. So I could have walked in there and said, oh, there's only 11 people here. I'm going to speak and sing to a Latin. I drove all this way. No, I had a divine appointment with that man who had a, a lot of channels in the South. He had a lot of regional TV channels in the South, and he put my show on it. And I was there to see him. But by having the right heart and being available to go encourage those 11 people, you can never bless other people without getting blessed yourself. So when I said, I'm available, Creator said, oh, good. Go encourage those 11 people, and I have a surprise for you. It was a great blessing. And my whole career is made out of that. 
being mm -hmm. available, being flexible. And here's the next thing we're going to have to learn if we're going to really become successful writers or performers or anything in life. We have to walk in love. Yeah. And I don't mean I don't mean like, you know, oh, I love pizza or oh, yeah, I love that movie. No, I mean love that really says, I want to help other people. I want to be a blessing to other people. Because I believe when you have good motives like that, when you really want to help and uplift and empower other people, creator, the universe is looking for you. I mean, creator's eyes are going to and fro looking for somebody who says, I want to be a blessing to other people. And then you can be trusted with the platform. Then you can be trusted with the publication. When your motives are to bless and empower and uplift and strengthen, then you can be trusted with an audience. No, definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, you know, in business terms, you know, they would say to you that, you know, you know, just doing something, nobody cares about it. People are interested in what problems your business, you provide, you know, your books, what problems do they solve? You know, because nobody really cares about anybody else these days. People are, mm. in, what can you do to solve my problem? You know, mm. so for a mom, you know, she needs to read a bedtime story to her child. Well, are your books suitable for a child? Yes. Problem solved, you know, <laughs> you know, it's those kind of things. And sometimes when people don't, you know, think to themselves, well, what problem am I solving? Then that's where they, they worry and they get frustrated. Because I remember one time in Goodreads, someone was saying, he doesn't really see the point of having mailing lists. Nobody likes it. And I'm like, well, but, you know, what have you figured out what problem that you're going to be solving by sending out a mailing list? As much as people say they don't like mailing lists, I have, I've subscribed to a couple of mailing lists. I don't look at it all the time just because time is something I don't have. But when I did have a few minutes to myself and I did check, you know, one of the ones that I'm subscribed to, you know, is a, is a baking one, you know. So I like just looking at, you know, pictures of food and, you know, thinking when I have time, you know, I would like to bake this kind of cake for my little girl or, you know, just get inspiration for food. So, you know, mailing lists do have their place. You know, people would not click on it every single day or every single week. But they do have a place. Um, so the problem that most people should be asking is, what problems can I solve? And that's where you're coming in and saying you need to have love. You know, you need to be able to show love. So it's kind of two sides of the same. You know, go, yes, smarter. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's doing well by doing good. And so I think when we think about other people, because so many people I meet, they want to be famous, or they want to be rich. Exactly. Right. And so, I mean, and, and why take that back, backtrack a little bit from that. You know, it's one thing to say, I want to help a lot of people or encourage a lot of people. And along the way, I want to prosper. Well, that, okay, great. Fabulous. And I think when we back up from just famous is not a goal, you can get famous with a mugshot. <laughs> we don't want you to, you know, be real careful about that. Rich is not a goal either because you can become rich through ill-gotten gains. Sure. What you want to do is have a prosperous soul that helps other people through your gift and then prospers you because a gift will always prosper you. A gift will always bring you before great people and it will always make room for you. So when you're using that gift and talent, you don't have to be afraid. Oh, no, I'm not. I don't know what's going to happen to me. But if you're using it with the right motive and a right heart, it'll take care of you. And so when we start talking about the business side, important thing we can do about the business side is tell the truth about it if you're going into a public art a fine art 
writing, music, acting, anything like that. You need good attorneys. You need wise counsel. You need people around you who can see through flattery and who can protect your interests. You need people who can tell you the truth. You know, this seems like a great deal, but I see these loopholes and maybe it's not. And so we have to be careful that we don't get so starry-eyed and so starstruck, you know, that we grab every opportunity, whether it's a healthy, favorable one or not. And especially that's the shadow side of the Internet. There are always people who say, oh, they'll get you modeling jobs or, oh, they get your book published for millions of dollars. If you just pay us, we'll publish it for you. You always have to have wisdom. You always have to have advice and counsel to let you know which opportunities are truly good and will prosper you and be a blessing to other people and which ones perhaps are mercenary. True, true, because there are a lot of sharks out there, you know, that would take advantage of people, you know, especially where they feel that they can get um, a quick buck, um, you know, from unsuspecting um, people. But anyways, it's coming to that time of day where I feel like I'm going to have to kick you out of my virtual cafe. <laughs> All right, but I want to say that you have the very best server at your cafe I have ever enjoyed. <laughs> You. Did she get you your water, little human? Did you get her water? Oh, yeah, sorry, she's distracted now. <laughs> All the nursery rhymes, right? But she's excellent. She's a very intelligent person, a very wise person, and very helpful to you. Very, very helpful. That's what I think. I think, you know, we should start her off, you know, quite early. You know, get her to come, you know, talk to guests on here. You know, get her used to working, you know, and not just watching nursery rhymes all day, every day. Um, Yes, use those gifts and talents, you know? I mean, I, I agree. I completely agree because then it becomes your nature. It becomes part of who you are. You don't have to go somewhere and learn how to do what you're called to do. You've been doing it all the time. Very true. Now, um, any final words of wisdom you want to give to people listening uh, in today? Well, I want to invite all of you to listen to my show, A Conversation with Dawn Karima, which airs on TalkTainmentRadio.com. You can go, you can just Google A Conversation with Dawn Karima, and we have internet radio through TalkTainmentRadio.com, and you can download free podcasts. So if you need more wisdom, if you need more encouragement, you can download my podcast for free, and you can enjoy some of the greatest and most positive people from all over the world. And I also want to encourage you to enjoy my music. You know, there's so much negativity out there, but the Desire of Nations and the Stars of Heaven, two global awards, I, two global music awards, but listen, they're clean and wholesome. Your grandma can listen. Everybody can listen. And they'll uplift your spirit. Positive music that'll be a blessing and maybe even inspire your own creativity. I'm so happy I got to be here today with you. I enjoyed every minute of it. You're trying to poach all my all my listeners. You're poaching oh. me. <laughs> That's the wonderful thing about abundance. There are 24 hours in a day. There's plenty of time to listen to both of us and still create great writing, great art, and great lives. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not going to be greedy. You can push down. <laughs> You've been an amazing guest today. You know, even though all you wanted, you know, was, um, you know, was virtually, you know, was water. Now I will tell you this though, from a cultural, you know, sort of Nigerian Yoruba, you know, um, culture. 
um, you know, when you go to someone's house, you know, like good, they'll always offer you food. And when you say no, it's almost like, what? Do you think we're going to poison you? You come into your home and we're offering you food and you're turning us down. How? Oh my good, look, people would just take offense. But I'm not going to take offense that you only wanted water. Oh, uh, we'll chow down after the interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can bring me a whole plate of everything. And you can bring me a nice Italian soda with vanilla in it and all that. Now that we've gotten the interview done, I'll be happy to break bread with you. Fabulous, fabulous. You know, because yes, you know, it's like it's 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 that thing, you know, it's like I offer you food, you take food, you offer me food, I take food, and it's just, you know. Nice, but okay. So next time, if you do come around again in my to my virtual cafe, we'll offer you proper food. Look, awesome! I can't wait. I'll even uh, I'll even bring the barbecue. Oh, fabulous! You know <laughs> that I like, yeah. And then you know now it's turning to winter. The days are very gray and ugh. but yes, winter winter's fast coming very very quickly. Well, winter is the perfect time to write. Winter is the perfect time to perfect your craft. It's the perfect time to practice your singing. It's the perfect time to work on who you want to be when the spring comes. So oh, no, winter no. is a very winter powerful season. Time for, do you know, have you ever done this thing, like where we used to live, right? Every time I was coming back from work in the evening, right? There used to be, it was almost like a nighttime barbecue because you have like these little open air stalls, right? And literally as you're walking from the train station in the dead of winter, it's black, like, pitch black and you could just be smelling all this food from all these stalls right where there's like barbecues and burgers and just everything and it was just amazing so for me winter is time for you know midnight barbecues <laughs> <laughs> yes well in the south it's always time for barbecue <laughs> So I'm looking forward to it and then we've got winter wonderland coming as well so it's like you know it's cold and it's you know it's blah. But there's just so much amazing things coming up that I'm actually looking. Apart from the cold, winter is possibly one of my best times in the year. I really like it. Plus, my little human, she, she's a November baby. So, you know, you just have to, you know, love winter because she's like, oh, yes, you know, she, I pushed her out in the dead of winter. Oh, well, I think your little human is just wonderful. And I'm so happy that you have a chance to share this experience with her and do it together. It's going to be one of her most powerful memories and it's going to inspire her for years to come. I hope so. I hope so. Because she's, she's a one bustle little madame. But anywho, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, are you on Twitter? I am. Please follow me at Dawn Karima. And I also have a Facebook fan page where all you have to do is like it, Don Karima, and you'll get all kinds of positive, blessed content that will uplift and encourage you. So by all means, please follow me on Twitter and on Facebook, and I'll see you there. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, everyone, until next time, and, you know, please go check out Don Karima's um, podcast as well. Don't worry, I don't mind her poaching you guys. But until next time, <laughs> Um, it's been, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure for you staying with us till this time. Um, thank you. Bye now. Love you. Take care. Bye. Oh, little human, you're going to say bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Good girl. Bye, <laughs>